Good afternoon and welcome to Vintage Orange here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Hello, this is Ellen Bell with you again for another Wednesday afternoon where we talk about Orange County history, my one of my very favorite subjects. And a big thing that we do here on Vintage Orange is my hope is that you'll learn something about Orange County, maybe something you didn't know before, and it will encourage you to want to get out there and visit and learn a little bit more about a place. Maybe you've lived here a long time and you just haven't checked this place out, or maybe you've been there and you didn't really even know this place was there. And so today um, I'm throwing the spotlight here a uh, South County on a uh, the city of San Juan Capistrano, and it's a good time to do that. They're having their big uh, Swallows Day Festival Parade, I think, is happening this Saturday, and it's a big event down there, so a lot going on in Capistrano. And to help me talk about a really one of these these really unique historic sites in, in Capistrano that's being restored, I have my guest today is Jerry Niebles from uh, Capistrano. He's a volunteer down there, and we're going to be talking about the Blas Aguilar Adobe. Jerry, are you there with me? I'm here. Oh, see, that's good news. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Well, thank you so much for being with me. I know it's a busy time for all of you down there. Not only um, are you busy with the restoration, but it's a it's a busy week in Capistrano, isn't it? It is a busy week in, in <laughs> San Juan Capistrano, but it's a fun week. Um, this is what we're all about. Um, we're a celebrating people, so we, we look forward to this week. It uh, keeps everybody busy, out of trouble, but... It's a way of um, really getting involved with our, our town, our community, and our history, and sharing it with uh, visitors to our land. Well, that's wonderful. I, I, I do. I highly encourage, if you haven't been to Capistrano in a while, um, uh, some things are there that have been there for a very long time, and one of them is the, the Blas Aguilar Adobe. Please tell me a little bit about what's happening, because this is a site that's being restored. What is the adobe? Okay. The Blas Aguilar Adobe... It's located, I'll give you the address, it's located at 31806 El Camino Real, which is right downtown San Juan Capistrano. Mm -hmm. This uh, unique historical adobe was one of 40 that was constructed in the 1790s, uh, constructed by the Juanaño Band of Mission Indians for Juanaños. Basically Mm -hmm. what this was going to be was housing um, for the families or individuals that were going to be incorporated into the work life I guess I'm staying polite by saying that, mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the work life of, of Mission San, the building of Mission San Juan Capistrano. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of those adobes. And so, and, and, and it, give me a reference point to, you see it's downtown, and I have the address, but where, like, markers-wise, where would I be able to find it, in proximity to the, where the mission is? Uh, you take the um, Ortega Highway mm-hmm. to El Camino Real. Um, you're going to come to the Ortega El Camino, El Camino Real uh, intersection, if you want to call it that. Uh, and at that intersection, you're going to see the mission right in front of you. Mm-hmm. But at that intersection, coming into town, you're going to be making a left. Okay. And you'll see a parking structure. You'll see a, a little playhouse. And right next door to the playhouse and near the historic town center park, there's where our adobe sits. All right. Very good. And and it's currently... Now, it, tell me a little bit. What's the story of this? Why why does it get its name, the Blas Aguilar adobe? Well, you know, it's got... Like I said, its history goes back to 1794. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it was originally built, um, a gentleman by the name of Isidore Aguilar, uh, it was his home. Mm-hmm. And Isidro was a, stone, a, a master stonemason. And he oversaw the construction of the Great Stone Church. Okay. So he lived in this home, which was um, 
unique for him. Um, it was basically right across the street from the mission. Uh, he could oversee. He, he lived there, so everything was close for him. Um, and he lived in there for quite a few years. Uh, and then, of course, he had to watch his dream come down in the great earthquake of 1812, December 8th, 1812. Mm-hmm. And everything sort of came to a halt at that time. And then um, in 1841, uh, his relative, Blas Aguilar, along with his wife, Maria Antonio Gutierrez Cota, uh, actually purchased the property, and they lived there. And uh, Blas was an interesting individual. He was the last um, alcade oh. uh, under Mexican rule mm-hmm. and the first under the new United States rule. Um, that's basically a justice of the peace. Mm-hmm. So that became their family home. Um, and also it was, it was, it was a, a notch up from the other adobes. The other adobes were uh, very poor and in poor areas at that time. The Bloss, because of his position, because of his political position, uh, was a, a, a place of influence. So there would be a lot of gatherings, a lot of political meetings, uh, a lot of uh, uh, civic um, things would occur at that adobe. Mm-hmm. So it was more important to the community. So it, it had a real interesting history there. Then eventually the Aguilars decided to sell it off, and it's had several owners. Uh, the first owner after the Aguilar family was the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Los Angeles. Hmm. And they actually turned it into duplexes and rented it out to people who worked at the mission um, or were involved in the church somehow. Uh, then when the newly formed diocese, uh, Roman Catholic Diocese of Orange was founded, they bought the property from the Archdiocese of Los Angeles. And the uh, Diocese of Orange decided they no longer needed it, so they sold it to the city of San Juan Capistrano. And it sort of just sat there in a limbo state for a long time. They didn't know what they were going to do with it. Um, then a family by the name of Ballardis um, took an interest in it. Um, the uh, Ballardis' mother, uh, David Ballardis' wife, um, she decided that she uh, would try to do something with the adobe because she actually descends from the Aguilar family. Oh, okay. um, so she um, went to the city. She negotiated with them. She told them of her interest to establish a museum. And um, they said, why not? Let's give it a try. And, I mean, the museum has grown. Uh, the adobe influence um, and everything that the adobe is about has grown in this community. It's a very, very popular attraction in this community. And not only to this community, but to uh, people visiting the town. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, a place they like to visit. And um, it's got an excellent museum, and it sort of t- lays out the history of San Juan Capistrano from the Native American times uh, to the early rancho, founding of the missions, the political life of the missions, the political life of the ranchos, the contributions to the area, um, to current modern times. And so it has a really nice layout to um, to the museum. But several years ago, they also decided, um, because so many of us are descendants from the Juanenio Band of, of, of Mission Indians, a Hashima Nation, mm-hmm. that we needed a cultural center. So Domingo Ballardas, who now curates the adobe, um, established the Ahashimam Cultural Center. So it actually is the Blas Aguilar Adobe Museum, Ahashimam Cultural Center. And basically what that did was that that allowed us to expand um, what we present to the community, what we give to the community. For instance, Domingo uh, Ballardis is very involved in our culture. Uh, He teaches our culture. He's hands-on with schools about our culture. So they're invited to the site. Uh, The museum, like I said, is a very popular destination for Mm -hmm. people wanting to learn about um, 
who we are as a people, because there's really not too many museums that are centered on us and our contributions to the different layers of San Juan Capistrano. Um, and this Adobe offers all of that. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It, it is as you're speaking there. It it's, tells me that it it's telling a very important story that uh, that of the history of San Juan Capistrano in this Correct. region. But it tells it from a, maybe a different perspective than maybe people would have seen. So it's a way to be able to hear of the experience of of the native people that have been here and and to get that perspective of what their life was like and. Um, it, you know, it's to, to be able to preserve, like you said, and I love the fact that it's a cultural center and a place where that um, kind of indigenous culture can be preserved and taught to descendants. That's really fabulous. Well, you know, we're, we're proud of the adobe, and, it, it, you know, we continue to tell the story using that adobe for that purpose, of being able to reach out, mm-hmm. educate, share with the community, and that's the most important thing, sharing with our community that we're still here. Um, you know, many of us are descendants of the Wanainu Band of Mission Indians, but we're also descended from myself, from the Wanainu Band of Mission Indians and from the Yorba Ranch, mm-hmm. the Yorba family and the Rios uh, family. I descend from those three lines. Um, so we can continue to tell our story. And what people oftentimes don't realize about the Wanainu people is how enduring they were. This adobe, this museum tells about that endurance. Um, when the mission failed, they didn't give up. They didn't lay down and give up. Um, they expanded their horizons. They moved out to the ranchos, and basically the great ranchos, the Yorba Ranch, Rancho Santana, mm-hmm. um, all those ranches survived because of the contributions of the Native American people. The men became the vaqueros. The women and the children became the family caregivers and were the ones that really raised those families. Mm-hmm. And then when those systems failed, we just expanded out into other areas. So it's our statement. We're still here. We're still welcoming. We're still involved. And we want you to learn about us. That's fabulous. And I, I love the fact, sometimes people will say, well, that's, it's, it's kind of the, the tribes disappeared, you know, through the history and they went away. But it really isn't that way at all. And, and they just kind of, like you said, they transformed into whatever system was happening or whatever. They were very resilient and just, you know, chain, went with the change. And like you said, are still very much represented in the same community. Correct. Um, so I, I think that's wonderful. And so how did... You know, were the the things that are inside the museum, are there artifacts, are there images? What kinds of things would I find uh, if I visit the Blas Aguilar Adobe? You know what, a little bit of everything. You talked about artifacts. There's definitely artifacts all over the museum that, again, tell a story. The layout, Domingo Ballardis has done an outstanding job with the layout. Um, And he's used his artifacts to definitely tell a story. He didn't stick them in a corner any place. He laid them out in the adobe. He tells a story with those artifacts. And they actually come from village sites within our community where development has taken place or where they've been uncovered accidentally or through flooding or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we consider our artifacts very sacred. Um, So it isn't something that we discard. People look at us, some people look at us and think, why are you worried about that particular artifact, that mano, that matate, that stone? It's because it represents the sacredness of our people and it's from our sacred lands. Mm-hmm. So, Mingo is very careful. Domingo Bellardis is very careful in deciding. Okay, I'm going to use these artifacts, but I'm I'm going to also use them to tell our story, and then that way he's representing and protecting the sacredness of those items and telling a story with it. And of course, there's all kinds of items. There's a display boards that tell that give out um, a pictorial history of the mission. There's old photographs that talk about 
um, the mission life. You can see the evolution of the community and the mission. Um, there's also a section where uh, there's a, a vast photo collection in one of the rooms of the Blas Aguilar adobe and surrounding adobes uh, and their evolution in the community. Mm. Um, so it's a fantastic place if you want to step back into time. <laughs> if you want to learn and you want to experience where Orange County started, um, San Juan is the place for people to visit. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, you, that's it, exactly the term I use when I encourage people to visit San Juan Capistrano is to take a step back in time because it is, I think it's our, it's our most historic city that we have and there's history every in or everywhere in Orange County but in Capistrano that's the birthplace really of um, a lot of our history here and it's been so lovingly preserved and and you really get that sense of that what it was like back in the day you know walking in the Los Rios district down you know the streets there and it's still those same adobes and buildings that have been there from for so long and uh, it's just wonderful that those build there is a love for preservation in that city and um, I think you know you and many of the volunteers who have done all of this preservation work in the city are really to be commended because you know it could have gone the other way I mean those things could have been discarded and fortunately they have not been well I don't want your listeners to think it's been easy for us because (laughs) it hasn't there's been a lot of difficult times for us there's been a lot of challenges in trying to protect our sacred items and our sacred places Um, but we're a strong group we're not the silent um, uh, descendants of our ancestors who were very, very silent and just sort of went for the went with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a little more activist when we need to be activist. Uh, we're, we're willing to get out there and speak up, to talk about, to educate, to fight for um, for keeping our history alive. Mm-hmm. And so it's with structures like this and um, structures, Adobe structures on <clears throat> on Los Rio Street. We're able to continue that work and our history. We're very, we're very much uh, involved in keeping our history alive. Well, and education is the key, you know, and I think that is exactly probably one of the prime forces that you're doing other than preservation is, is to educate as to what, what they're for, what tell the stories, tell that's about big, the culture. That's big on our agenda is yeah. to always be able to educate, especially with the fourth graders. Yes. Um, because they have to take, you know, California uh, history, mission studies, and all of that, so... It, they can be in the classroom and learn from the books, but they can come to us and experience hands-on, hear our stories because we are very great storytellers, uh, and experience the life in our community. So they can take that back to the classroom, and there's nothing like the physical experience as well as the book learning experience. Do you do a lot of field trips and things like that? You have that school visits and things, or is it people Domingo just coming? And, and some other uh, Native American uh, tribal members uh, do a lot of school visits, um, and they're very involved in that. Um, they bring out some of our artifacts so that the students can um, experience, touch, uh, use, the, like, for instance, the Mono and the Matantes, get a feel of our artifacts, know that these are important things, not just pictures that they see in books, mm-hmm. but things that we use for our daily life. I do mainly adults, um, and I do uh, the tours of, of uh, the local adobes, uh, local history, um, a lot of the uh, adobes and structures down on Los Rio Street. That's my focus. Mm-hmm. Is, is educating the grown-ups, because we always need education, right? We, we yeah. always need to be learning. <laughs> i got to tell you, I don't care what age level they are. I, I, people love our history. Yeah. And many of them return. They return with family members or with friends. And maybe 
in a year or so we'll we'll see them again and they really get excited about our, about our history when they realize this is you know they're in the place where orange county started this is where it all for, was formed and started mm-hmm. and that they're able to go back to the uh, not only the early mission days but to the days pre-mission right exactly um, they get very excited about that. Yeah, the oldest history that we have. And so this, speaking of old, the building is very old. And so I know it is closed currently because it's going through a restoration. What types of things have, have occurred there? What's what's being refurbished? Well, you know what they did was they did a uh, uh, total refurbishing of the interior. They stabilized it. It's had retrofitting. Um, some of the old adobe structures that had been layered throughout the years, and somewhat compromised by the, the newer layers of, of technology, you might say, uh, in the building. They had to carefully remove some of that and expose some of the adobe and stabilize it. Uh, they stabilized um, the roof area, the beams on the roof. Uh, they also did an upgrade on the electrical. Um, they finished that project, which was a total success, and now the whole focus is to bring the um, exterior of the adobe back to its natural state. So... They've had archaeologists on site that did massive studies and documentation of finds. They found foundations. They found a well wow. uh, that was once connected to the adobe. They found the site of where the outdoor Orno oven was located. So what we're doing with all that, they applied for grants through the city. They achieved those grants, and they're in the last stages and now of implementing those grant monies into the exterior project. And uh, Domingo Ballardis himself is going to reconstruct the well and the outside Orno oven. Uh, everybody else that's involved is pretty much volunteers or the foundation. There's an active Blas Aguilar Adobe Foundation that he heads. Um, they're involved, and a lot of it's hands-on. We go do the work ourselves. Well, that was my next question, is if somebody wants to get involved in helping you with this project, um, is I mean, are you, is it there's donations, or is it, like you said, volunteer you want to have just people in there helping out Right now, we're sort of in a limbo state. We're mm-hmm. doing a lot of local volunteer work, but if people are are interested in volunteering, I suggest on a, a Sunday afternoon uh, they stop by the Adobe, or they can call me, and I can give them directions on who to contact, um, phone numbers, um, people who they can contact about volunteering. Uh, right now, though, the, the, the uh, Adobe's in a limbo state. We're like an, on a hold until all this work is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Adobe really isn't open now on a regular basis. Domingo Ballardis, weather permitting, is talking about having an open house on April 22. Okay. And so he's shooting for that. His focus is, uh, is there. Uh, no promises, depending on the weather and, and how the exterior work uh, right. uh, goes, but everything's looking real good for that uh, date of April 22. Yeah, who, who would go figure that we'd have to worry about rain, you know, delaying anything here? But Yeah, um, I mean, we've been so dry, <laughs> we thought we'd be able to do the, the work, yeah. and no problem, but the rain uh, the rain wreaked some havoc this year, but it was welcome. But absolutely, absolutely. Well, so it's it's imminent. It's coming in the next couple of months. You'll be back in business down there. It's looking like it, yeah. That's wonderful. And I will have on my website, too, um, at vintageorangekuci.blogspot.com, I always have not only the podcast from the shows, but I do have links. And so I'll have that information on how not only how to find the Blas Aguilar Adobe, but also if you're interested in um, volunteering or um, how you can be part of this preservation movement down there. Um, and, you know, in, in the meantime, I know of an event and where people can come and, and hear your tour and get your information. Um, the Orange County Historical Society is having a uh, 
history field trip, basically. Um, they are. <laughs> on Saturday, April 29th. And this is something you don't necessarily have to be a member of the Historical Society if you just want to get down there and see what Jerry's been talking about. And and um, you're going to be giving a, a tour of the Adobe. Is that part of the day? I- That's correct. It's going to actually going to be a day full of uh, touring, from what I understand. But... Um, the Orange County Historical Society was down last year, and they are a really great group. And I actually took them on um, an extensive tour of Los Rios Street. Um, something that we don't do too often, but I did for this group, uh, was they had a private tour of our old Mission Historic Cemetery, which is located east of town off of the Ortega Highway. Mm-hmm. That's not something we do on a regular basis. However, this group made some arrangements um, we got the necessary permissions, and we went up there, and I gave them a tour. So they had a full day, and it was a good day. So then at the end, I thought, you know what? They were a great group. They were very interested in our history and what we were doing. So I decided, you know, let's do something more for them. Let's put something out. So we decided to give them an old-fashioned San Juan Capistrano welcome, a day that's all theirs, to oh, let them wow. really, again, it's like getting into the history, experiencing the history. So... I'm going to be preparing an early California uh, Spanish meal for them. I've heard of this now. You have to tell me about what you're you're going to be actually cooking for everybody? I'm going to cook for them. I'm going to make what's uh, actually a poor man's dish, but it's excellent. I think everyone will enjoy it. It's pork. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for the the vegetarians out there, but (laughs) this is the way this dish is. Um, It's pork. It's called a pork guisado. Okay. And it's almost like a stew. And I'm not going to discuss the ingredients because it's a very, very old family recipe. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's, uh, it's a guisado served with homemade tortillas, beans, rice, what we call here salsa instead of salsa. We don't use the word salsa. Okay. Here in San we call it salsa. And um, uh, fruits. And so we're going to be offering them a meal at the Blas Aguilar Adobe. Oh, how wonderful. And we're really excited because Mingo's going to be there. Domingo Bellardis is going to be there. Um, uh, looks like he's going to be able to open up the museum for this group again and also have a cultural talk for them, which we're really looking forward to. He's excellent. And then um, Ballet Folklorio, uh, which is a group of young people who do the traditional early California Spanish dances, mm-hmm. will be dancing for the group that day. And they're under the direction of a lady by the name of uh, Maricela Moreno. And uh, she's had this group, Ballet Folklorio, for a long time. She's very active here in San Juan Capistrano. So they're going to be entertaining the group. Um, she also has a group of uh, uh, young um, mariachi musicians that are going to play a couple of songs for the group. So we're really going to give them a San Juan Capistrano experience. It starts at the Adobe. That's fabulous. And this is a group that, this is a tour that, um, like I said, it's open to the public. Um, it, there is a fee for it. Um, it's it's um, through the Orange County Historical Society. I believe, the, I ha- again, I'll have all this information on my website too, but it's, um, you can also find out, go on the Orange County Historical um, history.org is the Historical Society's website. Um, and sign up for it. Um, it's from 9 in the morning till 4 p.m. Everybody's going to get on buses at the Heritage Museum of Orange County, which is in Santa Ana, and then come on down and um, experiencing this wonderful day of your hospitality and, uh, you know, f- get it feel like what it was taking that step back in time. And you get an amazing lunch. Uh, <laughs> To boot as well. That's I think it is. It's going to be amazing. Oh <laughs> Even my. though I'm the cook, I hope I can, you know, 
live up to it, but it, it's going to be amazing. Oh my gosh! And and you know, my only big regret, Jerry, is that I can't go. I April twenty. Oh, you're going to be kidding me! I know, I know. I, I I'm going to be visiting my daughter in college that weekend, and I, you know, she. I'll be in Kansas of all places. That's where I'll be instead of oh Capistrano. But I will be there in spirit because I I think that this is a tremendous opportunity, and you know that if I was anywhere near, I would be there um, because. I think it's a special opportunity not just to visit this museum, which will be open to the public in time, and you can do that, but to get like the full cultural flavor in a day like this is just a, a, a tremendous treat. And so I, I thank you in advance um, for doing it. I think it's a wonderful thing to do. And you know, I, I hear from you that this is this is personal. You know, this is not just a volunteer uh, assignment that you do there in Capistrano, but this is your family, and this is your your roots. And I know you do it with a passionate heart because you want to preserve this and and share it and uh, your family recipes and and all of that as well. And I I really think that's fabulous, Jerry. Thank you for what you do down there. Well, you know, we were raised um, we were raised you, you, that you share um, that you that you be welcoming. And over the years, I think we lost that as a people. Um, and recently, we've grabbed onto it again and. We want the visitors to our land. We want the visitors to our town to experience the life that we had because what we're going to be doing that day for the Orange County and their gifts, their guests is we're going to be letting them experience an early Capistrano gathering. Mm-hmm. And we don't want them to just come and look at the museum and look at the posters and read the, the verbiage. We want them to, to be able to walk away and say, wow, I really got to experience what San Juan was like years ago. And so that's what we're trying to achieve. We want to be welcoming to them. Well, I, that's fabulous. And so I, I encourage everyone who would like to get on this bandwagon, get on the bus, so to speak. And it's April 29th, Saturday, April 29th, is this early California uh, history field trip in San Juan Capistrano. And just, just for the lunch alone, you should go. I think it sounds amazing. Come on down for the guisado. I'll okay. give you a spoonful if you're not sure about it, and I'm sure once you get the spoonful, you're going to want it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Jerry Nieblis from, from San Juan Capistrano. You're and more than welcome. I, I appreciate your time today to be with me here on Vintage Orange and just uh, keep doing what you're doing down there. And from all of us in Orange County, we really value um, And you know what, if what I could say do. real fast back to you, that you have this kind of program that talks about Orange County and the historical part of Orange County, and you give us a platform to talk about our history. Um, wow, a big thank you to you. Oh, my pleasure. I learn something every week, you know, and that's, if we if we can learn something all the time, then we're, we're doing well. And well, they better keep you, because we need people uh, like you. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much, and thank you to, uh, for tuning in this week on Vintage Orange here at KUCI 88.9 in Irvine. We will be back next week at 4 o'clock with another week of, of history, and we're going to be, um, next week, I actually know what we're going to be doing, so I can sell it in advance. We're going to be talking about Floral Park, which is a very historic, very cool uh, neighborhood in Santa Ana that is going to be celebrating a, a house tour and home tour. So they're going to be some neighbors from Floral Park are going to be with me talking about their neighborhood, and you won't want to miss that, so tune in next week. So thank you very much. Again, uh, get out there and learn about the place where you live, and I will see you next week. Thank you.